Welcome back to the Know Your Ray, Know Your Role, excuse me, Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215 Forever. Follow you on, on your boy on IG, and on my IG page is my podcast page. It's K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. It's anchor.fm slash Know Your Role Player. Whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, CastBox, Google Podcasts, or many, many more. That's how you download it. All right. All right, guys. Welcome back. Today is Monday. All right. November 22nd. I got my guest, French. What's up to the people? What's up, everybody? All right. We got a lot to get into. Oh, um, yes. We got a lot to get into. All right. Um, no weekend pie, but it's all right. We're going to get the people what they want today. All right. Now. We got to start off with the most craziest thing, because like I said, a lot has happened, but uh, let's do a little order real quick. We'll do the Malice in the Palace 2, the Fake Malice in the Palace 2. <laughs> we'll do the uh, Luke Walton, and we'll uh, run through some power rankings and news and notes, all right? Um, but we got to start with Malice in the Palace, man, or the Fake Malice in the Palace. All right, um, since you're the Lakers fan and you're the guest, I want you to give everybody I bet, a one-minute breakdown of what happened. All right, so let me just break it down to you all like this because I am the Laker fan, but I, I'm also the LeBron hater. So LeBron, uh, he hit him with a dirty play at the foul line. So if y'all didn't see it, what happened is he's blocking out Stewart. He clips him with an elbow right on the side of the eye. Stewart starts bleeding. But I will admit, Stewart's reaction is that of an absolute crazy man. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with that. He I'm going to disagree nuts. with that. I'm a, you know, let me ask you a question. If me and you were playing basketball, yep. and I do what LeBron did to Stewart, and I'm LeBron and you're Stewart, yep. you're going to feel a way. As a, Absolutely. You're not going to just say, oh, it's all good. Your face is leaking. It looked intentional. It looked intentional. <laughs> Let's start there. Was that a dirty play? Oh, it was absolutely a dirty play. Yeah, so I don't think LeBron is a dirty player. But listen, when you I do. LeBron, hold on, hold on. I do. There's not enough footage of because, LeBron being dirty. No, there is, though. There is enough footage. There I, need is three, enough footage. I need three dirty LeBron plays right now. Okay. Uh, LeBron almost ending. Uh, what's his name? From the Sixers. Wasn't it Embiid? That was... <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. trying to trigger me. That was very dirty. Okay. okay. One. You had this one tonight. Okay. That's... And I, I had to go back and look, but I'm sure there's got to be one against the Warriors in those finals back in the day. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's got to be one or two, man. I'll come back to you on You know <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say this. When you're hassling or jessling for position for the rebound, um, this elbows happen, box, kind of boxing out. But you do not box out hand up. You box out low, you're trying to get move his hips, and you're trying to get positioning. When your hand goes up, you know what you're doing. It's a dirty play. Now, listen, he did not mean to have that ball leak. He had a little get up off me. Get up off me. Now, the cat with a or, – or beef. Did you know his nickname was Beef Stew or Stew? Yes. I did not know that. Everybody can't yeah, hear Stew. I'm I like, did. who is Stew? It's a terrible So, nickname. the cap happened with <laughs> Stew and the running around, first of all. Him and LeBron were right in front of each other for a good 10 seconds. Yep. LeBron's credit. LeBron did not move, all right? 
And LeBron did, I heard multiple reports, he did try to apologize. All right. Sue was right in front of him, backed up, and then kind of started walling out. All right. He restrained him. He tried to get away two or three different times. <laughs> He's going to wind up getting in more trouble than LeBron did. And LeBron is the one that made the dirty play. So the suspensions did come out from that. Perfect. Give them to me. Uh, LeBron James suspended for one game. Whoa! <laughs> um, Isaiah Stewart suspended for two. I did not think they were going to suspend LeBron. So here's the here's the thing. Um, the commissioner's office did come out with a statement. Yeah, give uh, it to me, man. Okay, here's the statement as it reads. You guys can find this on The Athletic. I'm sure it's also on ESPN by now, too. But it states, that uh, the actions in last night's game cannot be tolerated. Mr. James will be suspended for one game for making excessive non-basketball-like contact above the shoulder area. And Mr. Stewart will be suspended for two games for escalating the incident after the play had been stopped and also trying to uh, fight security. So apparently he made some contact with the security officials from the actual arena I'm assuming when they were trying to escort him off the court. Yeah, I think he knocked Phil Handy. He knocked yeah, so coach over. For those of y'all that don't know, there, there's two types of security for the NBA. There's team security, and then there's stadium security, arena security, and they're not the same. And just so everybody knows, if you touch arena security as any player after the Malice in the Palace incident, it's an automatic game. So it doesn't matter like in what respect you do it, because those are not NBA employees those people make like $15 an hour tops and like are trying to go home to their families after this they are not on salary or nothing like that you touch them if you touch somebody that works for the arena you're get, you get suspended but listen LeBron caught a game man um shout out to the league because me and you always get on Dave Adam Silver um for not doing correct suspensions and yes I think you got this one right man I think you got this one right man. yeah uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, any last points on this? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, because I got another one. <laughs> yeah, because hold on. We got to talk about this game. Okay, so there is mad red flags in this game. So, one, the Lakers did wind up winning this game 121 to 116. Uh, K. Cuttingham had a triple double. Y'all yep. know my rookie of the year pick. He's still not shooting well, but again, as French as French has heard me reiterate before, he helps players get into position. Jeremy Grant gets threes. Sadiq Bey hits at least two threes a game. Uh, Stewart really wasn't giving him nothing, but he was playing okay defense. Corey Joseph started because um, the other bull, Killian Hayes, they got to get up. They got to move from Killian Hayes. Anyway. I think they will this offseason. Uh, Frank Jackson, pretty good player. What college did Frank Jackson go to? I believe Frank Jackson was mm, – I don't want to finish that statement. All right. But no, but he's been playing well recently. And uh, I know – I'm pretty sure I know where he went to school, but I don't want to finish that because if I'm wrong, it's going to sound real stupid. It's all good, but he's been playing well. He needs to get more time. That's that's the point yeah, of it. I think he's a Duke product, though. Okay. Um, like I said, we already talked about the Pistons D's, but all right, I want to talk about the red flags for the Lakers after this game, okay? So a couple of post-game comments. One, I have no problem with guys all defending LeBron. That's your teammate. That's the prize winner. You know what I mean? You got to protect the money bag. Uh, Westbrook doing the Notre Dame fighting stance was pretty funny, too. If I can find that picture, I'm going to make a podcast <laughs> picture. Um... But let me talk about the red flags from this game. So, DeAndre Jordan and Carmelo both said, in situations like DTs, your team can kind of fall apart or come together. Now, I agree with him, but context matters here. They were playing a 4-11, now 4-12 Detroit Pistons team. 
And Detroit, did you watch this game? I did. They were working the Absolutely. Jeremy Grant finishes have a night, and all they did was a pick and roll with Jeremy Grant and Kay Cunningham, and all Grant did was pop or dive, and the Lakers act like they'd never seen it before. Well, question, Josh. Who was guarding Jeremy Grant for most of the game last night? Some LeBron. Yeah. A lot of guys were getting cooked. Yo, so I'm getting uh, – you know what? We got to stay here for two more minutes. I'm tired of Lakers fans and the Frank Vogel stuff. Frank Vogel is not why you guys are losing. You guys oh, are no. losing because your veteran players aren't trying on defense. Yo, they got the – oh, Oh, I'm so glad I'm bringing well, this up. Well, it's that. The, hold on, hold on, real quick. Let me, get, let me get this out. They have the worst plus minus in the league in the third quarter. That's effort, dog. That means yeah. you came out of halftime, chilling. You know, you worried about the vibe after the game, and you ain't really worried about that third quarter. They they terrible after halftime, dog. That's just the effort thing and, and not being focused. Go ahead, man. Well, yeah. Also, I think the problem is, and they didn't address this last season, and they didn't address it again this season, which is why they're having big issues. They have the worst wing defenders in basketball outside of LeBron James. But that was their fault. Like no, and I, and I, now so I'm saying this isn't a Frank Vogel. This is a Rob Palinka. This is you bringing. We gotta start in, talking about. We gotta bring that name up again. Yes, because this is you bringing in a Carmelo Anthony. No, Melo is fun. No, but that's fun. But what I'm saying is, you brought in a Melo and said, "Okay, so I need to bring in defense. I know who I'll bring in: Trevor Ariza, the guy mm-hmm. who, for whatever reason." can't seem to get on a basketball court for more than half the season. And I'm being generous by saying half the season. Um, and without yeah. him, you can't rely on – listen, and this is no – I'm not trying to make fun of guys. Malik Monk is a trash defender, always has been. You know, he's not but, even a good fit on his team. He's a he, terrible fit. And he's a good shooter, like, but it's not – I don't know, but it's just not clicking with him and his team. And I – it was a great signing because he is a good player, but I don't know I don't know why, but it's just not working. Yeah, and just for people to know for the future, like when you guys start seeing guys go and chasing these rings, this is what I've always said. If you're gonna go sign with a veteran team, you have to be mentally built like that. Basketball's not about to be fun. It's about to be a job for one season to accomplish something. I don't think role a, players I don't think role players should chase rings. I they feel like shouldn't role to try to get in a great system. Again, when they do, this you is what happens. We don't, no disrespect, but we don't really going to give a hard time to a role player that didn't win a championship. We get a hard time with great players, but I don't care if that Kyle Kuzma does or does not have a championship. I don't. Like It, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me. It just matters that he's on a good team and he's helping. Um, A couple more things. Uh, Do you remember before the season with Anthony, LeBron James and Anthony Davis said, Doug? Yes. I need you to reiterate it because I think I'm tripping. Go ahead, man. Are you referring to the part where Anthony Davis lied to the world and said he'd be playing the five this year? Yeah, and LeBron said, I'll be playing the four. And the four, yeah, yeah. And guess what, though? LeBron said that as a rookie, too. LeBron's never played the four. He's never played the four. He's played the four in spurts. Oh, yeah, for a couple minutes. He's not (laughs) playing 40 minutes at the four, and that's the reason why. One, can he physically do it? Absolutely. Physically physically is never the problem. Is that he doesn't want to wear down tasseling with big guys and then go handle the ball. He doesn't want to do it. And I get what you're going to do, but when they said it before the season, I'm like, yo, this is extra cap, man. This is extra cap. Also, A.V. Bradley, 0-3, 0 for the, from the three-point line, three rebounds, one assist, zero points, 26 minutes. That ain't going to work, though. Dog, he was like, trash when we got rid of him Why did Kent Bazemore – why is A.V. Bradley playing over Kent Bazemore? 
I'm not even know. a Kent Bazemore fan, but Kent Bazemore plays really hard. But hold on. Kent Bazemore is also an athlete. He's athletic. They're he the same player, but he's year. an athlete. I, I, yeah. Listen, if there's one knock on Frank Vogel, that would be it for me. There's no Kent Bazemore love right now and way too much Avery Bradley love. And Maybe they should start Malik Monk. Maybe they should start Wayne Malik. Ellington love. Trash. Maybe they should start Malik Monk. I mean... I only say that because the put... Uh, okay, one, DeAndre Jordan has to come out the starting lineup. If they started Malik Monk and put LeBron, Davis, Westbrook, and maybe Malik Monk and um, Horton Tucker, now you got some versatile shooting and stuff. Now you can really do some stuff. Maybe. And you really got only one bad shooter on the court. Maybe they should trade LeBron James. He doesn't have a no trade clause. And I'm going to keep saying this until his contract that. expires. He doesn't have a no trade clause. You do not trade somebody that you cannot get equal value yes, for. Yes, I can get equal value for. Ooh. Yes, I can. What you get? I can. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Make yourself sound stupid. Go ahead. I can trade him right now to the Warriors. You give me Steph and Clay. Yeah, so the next topic. Um, if you you telling me Steph Clay, no, they're not trading the franchise best player. The guy they built the franchise around for some uh, LeBron yeah. James and some eight and ten Lakers. <laughs> Why would they do that? They got the best record in the NBA. So oh, you meant on their side. I thought you meant like the Lakers wouldn't do it. I'm like, Lakers, yo, the Lakers. <laughs> all right, last point on the Lakers, and we got to move on. Uh, Alex Caruso went to the Lakers. Yeah, he got true. a from Chicago. He said. I understand that y'all can't match that offer. That's a lot of money. But we can do a lesser year, like two years, $24 million. Lakers did not give him an offer. I don't know if you have been watching the Bulls, but Caruso's defense has been amazing this year. Yes. And we talk about role players that play with LeBron. Him and LeBron had amazing chemistry. They did. They did. And it just doesn't, again, Rob Palenka. Say it with me, y'all. Rob, Rob Palenka. Palenka. Got to stop saying Frank Vogel. We got to start talking about some other people in the organization. Talk about somebody that's only greatness was being carried by Kobe Bryant for his entire. He won him a championship. Uh, Did he? Did he? Yes, he put together that team. Mm. But you can't get rid of the championship team and then try to go and get the championship players. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Next topic. Luke Walton. Now, let me prefix this by saying... My guy, Luke Walton. French's guy, Luke Walton. Let me prefix it by saying, we do not want the jobs, all right? That's not what it is. But in sports, it's a bottom-line business, right, Doug? True so, story. So, like, you either win or you lose. You either can or you can't. And for respectfully, I felt that Luke Walton was getting passes that a lot of other coaches could not afford to get. And I kept wondering, why did he get the pass? Why does he get to continue to try to fix something that isn't working? Um, so the Luke, the Sacramento Kings fired Luke Walton after they dropped to six and eleven. They lost seven of their last eight games, and this team had expectations. They were a little bit under five hundred last year, right? Correct. Yeah, they got them back. They literally in. just missed the. Play. They were involved for the playing game up until like the last two weeks. Yeah, and it's not all on Luke Walton. But they do have new management, and new management was not feeling Luke Walton. But my thing is, he should have been let go in the offseason, all right? I don't care about a coach's contract. It doesn't count against the salary. Oh, you're going to have to pay him and pay somebody else? Dude, welcome to America, dog. That doesn't mean anything. Um, any thoughts on Luke? Yeah, I know you got thoughts. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, so listen, I'm a huge uh, fan of Luke Walton, the player. I was, too. 
Uh, One of my favorite role you know, He did some real great things for those Lakers team that won some chips. But Luke Walton, the coach, was a joke from the beginning. Because Now, listen, if we go back to when he got the job in L.A., it took people by surprise because they were just like, what? Like, and people, even I remember uh, beat writers in L.A. were shocked because they didn't even think that Luke Walton was interested in coaching. But he was an assistant coach with the Warriors. Yeah, but it was just like, it was in terms of the fact of like, they didn't think that he was taking it like that seriously. Like, he was going to be in consideration for the Lakers job. <laughs> That's usually not people's first head coaching stop, you know. But then if you watch him from there and you watch him on the Kings, it's some of the same problems. It's trying to implement this extremely fast-paced offense, but putting absolutely no value on defense, putting no value on big men. But can we, can we, can, can we dig a little deeper in that and just putting guys in the starting lineup that aren't productive? Yeah, well, see, and I think this is an issue with some younger coaches you see in sports in general, is sometimes they almost become buddy-buddy with certain guys. And they, and they end up putting them in and playing them. And, like, what drove me crazy about him on the Lakers, which really drove me crazy on the Kings, was if y'all remember, initially, it was Harrison Barnes that wasn't getting the playing time. And I think that's what people forget. Before the whole Bagley situation, when Barnes first got there, he was the one that everybody said was past his prime over the hill, and he was the one Luke Walton wasn't giving time to because he wanted to keep giving time to Buddy Heald. And then people realized that Buddy Heald can never be a superstar, but he could be a very, very good NBA player. And that's, again, that's, that's Luke Walton, though. He plays dudes that he just likes, and he likes the way they play, but even if they're not good for the team, and I, I feel like he's just never had anybody's respect as a coach. And, I, and to me, that's a bigger issue, because it seemed like guys did not play for him. His job has been on the line multiple times, and it just never, guys never played for him. And have we um, seen improvement? Like, honestly, have you seen improvement in De'Aaron Fox from, like, there's improvement from rookie year to now. But have you seen, like, big enough leaps under the Luke Walton regime for him or for uh, some of these other young guys? I've seen, I've definitely seen big leaps between him, but I don't know if I can give the coach credit for that. I just think he's a good player that got better. He was amazing at the end of the last season. He was one of my favorite players to watch. But we got to be fair, right? And it's not all Luke Walton's fault. There's some players underperforming, like yours truly, De'Aaron Fox. Yes. Um, that's got to be factored into it, too. De'Aaron Fox did get the bag last year. He's averaging 19, 3, and 5 and a half. And uh, I need you to give me – take a second and pull up last season's stats. Um, while you're doing that, we're going to talk about their last four games. They lost their last three games to Utah, Toronto, Minnesota. They beat the Lowly Pistons and lost to OKC. All right? They don't play any defense. They start guys – Mo Harkless started, like, most of the season. He wasn't good, all right? Marvin Bagley, to me, was good enough to get minutes. I thought that was another problem. That had to be another management Luke thing. Luke's got to take some of that, and management's got to take some of that. Like, he's there, and, like, we always tell players to be professionals, but we got to have to start telling organizations to be professionals, especially the Kings with Bagley and the Rockets with um, John Wall. You got uh, my man stats from last year? Yes. Go ahead. So, last year – 2020 to 2021 season, he averaged 25 points, three and a half rebounds, 7.2 assists on 48% shooting from the field in 35 minutes. Come on, man. This year so far, he's averaging 19 points, three rebounds, 
5.8 assists. So he's down about six points. He's down about one and a half assists. That's yeah. not acceptable. We can Luke Walton us to death, but players play, coaches coach. But wait a minute. But speaking of that too, though, part of the reason I think his numbers are down is because all of a sudden you have Halliburton now. Halliburton was there last year. No, but he played. He came off the bench last year a lot of games. But he was effective and played a big part. He was a good part of the team's. Uh, no, it's not. It's not saying Halliburton's bad. But what I'm saying is, no, he was. They, he got a lot of minutes last year, though, so I can't do the Halliburton. He's not the Fox. Just hasn't been good this year. I don't. Well, maybe that's the point. I'm saying for the assist reasons and stuff, it's not the same unit it was last year. Um, heel minutes are inconsistent this year. Uh. I don't know. I, I just don't. They got to fix some stuff. Hopefully, they can continue to be bad so we can trade Ben Simmons for him. They got to blow that thing up in Sacramento. Yeah, they do. Uh, they're going to try to give it time, but I think eventually they do got to blow it up. All right, let's do some news and notes before we get up out of here and do these picks. Draymond Green finds love. Uh, let's do something or nothing. Draymond Green finds love for the game again. Something or nothing. Nothing. Nothing, I agree. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think you, Doug. <laughs> Out indefinitely with knee injury. Something or nothing. This is something. I agree. This is, only some, this is something for a couple of reasons. One, the Suns already don't have a lot of depth at the four or the five, right? Mm-hmm. And Kaminsky is one of those few players. He's that playing can, well. He's playing well, and you can play him at either position. Yep. So it's like – but also with the eight and had some – you know – Missed some games early this season. JaVale will miss games at some point. That's inevitable. Um, so it's it's concerning. Like Crowder won't Crowder doesn't miss games, right? Throughout the career of Jay Crowder, he does not miss games like that. But this is concerning for the team that doesn't already have size. Um something or nothing. Colin Sexton is out for the rest of the season with a knee injury. This is something. Good. I agree. This Gives Cleveland the chance to see what the team would look like without him and will convince them once and for all if they should trade Sexton or do they keep him. And if they do keep him, to me, that means that you have to trade Garland. But this should finally put that. That's what I'm saying. This should put that to an end. It does suck that he got injured. I'm just saying, if you're looking at it from the team point of view, this will give them the ultimate opportunity to see. Is this a team we can rock with without Sexton? Because Sexton's a very nice tradable piece if you decide to move on from him. All right. We're going to round out with the top 10 players, top 10 uh, power rankings. All right. So we got at 10, the Dallas Mavericks at 9 and 7, at 9, Milwaukee at 9 and 8, at 8, Denver at 9 and 8, at 7, Wizards at 11 and 5, at 6, Miami at 11 and 6. At five, Utah at eleven and five. At four, the Bulls at twelve and four. At three, Brooklyn's at twelve and five. Two, uh, the Phoenix Suns at thirteen and three. And one, Golden State is fifteen and two. Do you have any problems with anybody in that top ten? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. At the Washington Wizards. Like this has to stop. Listen, I understand if people want to say they've had a good start to the season, which they have. They have, but. Let's let's take one quick second here, Doug. Give me give me thirty seconds. Let me Go just ahead, let me just. I just want to pull this up for people to understand what I mean. But sometimes you can't just look at a record, and you got to look a little bit deeper at it. So if I pull up the Wizards right here, 
Let's look at this 11 and 5 real quick, just for the fans to understand what I'm talking about. So, their 11 wins are against the following teams. They beat the Raptors. They beat mm-hmm. the Pacers. They beat the Celtics. They beat the Hawks on the road. Or they beat the Hawks when they were home. They beat the Celtics again. They beat the Grizzlies. They beat the Bucks without Middleton. They beat the Cavs without Allen. They beat the Magic. They beat the Pelicans. And then they just beat the Heat on the second night of playing it again. So what I mean by, like, half of those teams I named aren't good. Like, wins over the Pelicans don't mean anything. Like, those are wins without Zion. That means nothing to me. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you look at, like, the Magic, every team should beat the Magic if they're healthy. <laughs> like, I'm just being real. Like, you caught the Grizzlies at a time where they're not playing no defense. Like, I'm not saying this to take anything away from what the Wizards have done because they've definitely done better than we all thought they were going to do to start the season. They're not a top-10 team in the NBA. They shouldn't be top-10 in the power rankings. The Wizards have held opponents to 100 points or less in seven of the eight games. Yep. Um, but we're going to find out how good the Wizards are this week. So let's do one quick thing. I don't want to do this with every team. I just want to do this with the Wizards, and I want to wrap it up. So the Wizards this week play Charlotte at home, New yep. Orleans on the road, and OKC on the road, and Dallas on the road. And the Spurs on the road. And the Spurs on the road. I got them beating Charlotte at New Orleans. That they <sighs> match up well against New Orleans. Uh, I'm gonna. I got them no, two and three. I got them one and three. I got them either one. If you want to add the fifth game with the, they're not beating the Spurs either. But if you want to just go based off this week, I got them one and three. Yeah. I have them beating. They can beat New Orleans, but I think New Orleans matches up really good against. Well, them. no, I think they're either beating the Thunder. They're gonna. Or they're beating the Hornets. I don't think they're beating the Pelicans. Okay. Yeah, I actually think the Pelicans might get them too. Uh, no chance they beat Dallas? Not if Donch is just playing now. He should be back by then. It's because um, that's just a terrible, terrible matchup for them. All right. All right. Now we're going to wrap it up with our favorite game. Pick them. Uh, if you watch Sunday Night Football or any type of big countdown, this is this is where the money is at. Um I hope Prince is keeping score. It's literally his job. Um, I am keeping score. I got the records right here. There you go. Let let me have it, brother. All right. So we've only officially done two weeks of – well, two nights of picks officially. So there's been a total of 12 games. Josh is sitting at seven and five. Let's go. I'm sitting at five and seven. Let's go. All right. Um. So let's go for tonight. All right. Um, the Nets are at the Cavaliers. Brooklyn is favored by five and a half. I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets to win and win by five and a half. I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets as well. If y'all don't know, Cleveland has no one playing. Okay. No Garland. No Chetty Osmond. Garland's not playing? No. No Garland. No Osmond. So how is this game still five and a half? No. Uh, yeah. And no, uh, the rookie, rookie Mobley. He's not playing either. I don't. They know something about basketball. They got Laurie Marketing back tonight. <laughs> Stop you. Yeah. I'm right. just saying. <laughs> All right. Um, the Wizards are home playing the Hornets. The Wizards have to win by four and a half. I like the Hornets to upset and win this game outright. 
No, I don't. I like Washington. Even though I just bashed them, I like Washington. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Hawks have to win by 12 and a half at home versus the OKC. I like the Hawks to win at home by 12 and a half. Yeah, Hawks. No conversation necessary. Boston has to win by 11 and a half. Jalen Brown is playing. I like the Celtics to win by 11 and a half. Yeah, 1 and 15 is the Rockets record. That speaks on that. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the Celtics. All right, here go, here go a fun one. Bulls and Pacers, all right? Um, Bulls are home to 12 and 5. Chicago has to win by two. I'm going to take the Pacers to upset and win this game. Yeah, I'm not drinking whatever Kool Aid they're serving over there, man. Uh, I'm, dr- I'm drinking. I'm picking Chicago to okay. not only win the game, but I'm picking the Pacers to just give them the game in the fourth quarter. Wow. Uh, okay. Milwaukee has to win by 13, taking the Bucks. Tough covering at 13 easily. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. Everybody for the Bucks is playing that matters except for Brooke Lopez. And uh the Magic also bunch of people out tonight. Very strange. Yeah. Okay. Timberwolves and Pelicans. Pelicans are home, uh, but they're home dogs. Minnesota's favored by three. I'm gonna take the Pelicans at home. To win the game. Yeah, no, I'm taking the Timberwolves. Um, right. Anthony Edwards, big baller. I understand. Just remember, when you depend on the Timberwolves, they will let you down. <laughs> Phoenix and Spurs. I've been looking at this line all day. The Phoenix are like on a 12-game winning streak. They're doing whatever they want. But this five and a half, I can't, I can't look away from it. I'm taking the Spurs to come in with five. But not only that, upset city, I'm taking my Spurs to win the game. Again, I can't say that I'm drinking whatever they're serving over there, but I do like the Spurs to get blown out tonight. I'm taking the Suns to win by five minutes. Grizzlies and Jazz. You know what? Don't do it. Don't (laughs) you do it. (laughs) I want to die. You know what? I can't do it. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll take the uh, Jazz to win by 11. Yeah, Jazz to win by 11. Jazz but this one, I'm doing it. I'm taking my Sixers to beat the stinking, get your coach fired, your best players undeveloping, want to be Lakers, Sacramento Kings. I'm taking Philly to cover the three and a half and win. Cap, stop the cap. I'm taking cap, the but that's what I'm taking. It's my pick. I'm taking the Kings. Yes. De'Aaron Fox dropping a 40 ball tonight. Yeah, okay. De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox drops 40. French is shaving his head. Man. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you like how I'm flipping back going. Yeah, I like that. Almost, you almost caught me. Yeah, I was caught about me. to agree to it. All right, we'll come back Wednesday, uh, have some fun, talk about some topics. Uh, I know the fantasy talk and the FanDuel DraftKings. We are not that close. We got to get at least two to 300 more followers for us to consistently burn hours out of the day looking at uh, lines of the games and player props. But until then, we'll stick with these lines. We'll have some fun. We'll keep the score up. Any last, uh, any last words before we get out of here? Uh, if you guys want to go listen to something hilarious, go look up what Gilbert Arenas had to say about the LeBron James uh, oh, Stewart incident. You know what? I'm going to save it for Wednesday. <laughs> I didn't forget the two role players, though. I know you're gonna kill me. I didn't forget them, but I, um, don't want to talk about this now. Nah, I'll save it. No. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, we gotta talk about shams, man, and conflict of interest with shams, man. Oh yeah, because okay. I know some stuff. I know you know some stuff. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. bad against them. No, not crazy. 
I just feel like we're not being transparent with this like situation. But, yeah. but we're gonna talk about that on Wednesday. Go I'll check out quick. Agent Zero. He yeah. uh, check he's out a Bill funny Bill. guy. Yeah, he's okay. He's a funny he's a on little, this topic, he's funny. He, he needs a little bit more self-awareness. Um we'll be back on Wednesday as always, guys. Happy Monday. We're grinding through the week. Y'all know what to do. Push going through Wednesday. I'm with y'all. Hump day, halfway through the week, turkey day on Thursday. So we reward ourselves after the hump day with some food. And we got Black Friday. We're going to spend some money on ourselves. And then we got the weekend. It's going to be a great week, all right? I know it. You know it. Let's manifest it. Let's make it happen. And I'll see y'all Wednesday. Y'all be good. Peace.